0: This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcast.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. This Torah class is brought to you by torahanytime.com. Very well. And you have had the opportunity to date enough to get all your questions answered. And as I always advise people, you have a top ten list of needs of qualities of character, midot, midos, and they're there. There's absolutely no reason to delay. I've been telling everyone, march forward. I've had two first cousins that had weddings in the last 30 days. I didn't attend. I wasn't invited. But I told my first cousins, these are their children, I want you to go full force with the wedding. Don't delay anything because delay is not going to help. You did beautifully in advising that couple to go forward. When you dive into Hashem, that you used to get married. You're asking for a partner. You don't get asking for a guarantee of 500 people at the wedding. He didn't. There's no guarantee of getting that. You got what you want. Hashem gave you what you want. You asked for a, a bride. You asked for a tan. You got it. They didn't say. They didn't, the contract didn't come with a, a rider that said you have to have 500 people at the wedding. Not relevant. At the, anyway, at the end of the day, what do you have at the end of the night of the wedding? But the photo album. That's it. That's all you leave with in the video. So there's no reason whatsoever to delay. Delaying. Well, it spoils the pot. It's only going to make things worse. The entire gets involved, the evil, the evil inclination, and you start to nitpick about things that you felt were not a problem in her personality or his personality, but suddenly it's an issue now. Delaying for no reason just doesn't justify. You should go forward. You should start your life and go
1: vita and go kagima with this thing. And so, so before I begin, okay, there's different kinds of people out there. We've discussed like a little people that are on the, on the line, should I propose or should I not propose? And, and looking at the, at the right. different middaw. Let's say before I begin dating, okay, I'm out there. It could be in these times, in, 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 in normal times. So I want to have a strategy of dating. At the end of the day, we go, we, we study in university. I tell all my we're studying in, in university for three years in school, A-levels, GCSEs, whatever it is, and we want to be out there in the work environment for 30, 40 years, and then we want to retire. When it comes to marriage, we are finding a soulmate forever. We're with that person forever. Now, I don't know. I'm confused out there. It's like, is she for me? Is he for me? And there's so many confusions going out there. Can you give us a little bit of an idea of a kind of strategy that, you know, I can implement before I set out on dating?
0: Yes. Know thyself. Know who you are. Know what you represent. Know what your goals are. And then you have to put, a, put together, a, a, like, like I said, a top 10 list. Let's say, for example, I'm outgoing. So I'm going to want someone probably more quieter. Or I'm growing in Yiddish guidance. I'm going in Torah. I want someone who shares that passion as well. Um, if you're a girl, you want to certainly look for an individual who has a mentor, someone like you. Would be a great, you know saying? Someone that can direct them. Um, does he have anger problems? Does he have? Is he generous? Is he flexible? Common beliefs leads to common expectations. I always tell people try to get an individual who's as close to your culture as possible, minimizing the possibilities of discord and conflict in the marriage. And also while you're doing this, working on yourself, self growth is critical. As you're searching for that right individual, who's going to speak to your heart, when you're going to see that you're that person, it flows. You both share the, the same ideas, the same, the, the same effort, the same aspirations, the same goals. You want to build the same home. Let's say for example, I'm dealing, I'm dealing with certain individuals right now who are only aliyah-minded. So I have to search for them for people that are strictly aliyah-minded. So you have to know who you are and what you represent. You can't be dating with full swath of, of the whole spectrum. You're going to waste time and you're going to become very depressed. Understand who you are. Make it clear. Work with a dating coach. Who will help extract that from you. To understand who you are, one or two sessions. I do this worldwide. And then once you understand who you are, then you start putting the word out to your network. That could be the people in school. That could be the rabbis. That could be representatives. That could be shochtim. This is who I am. This is what I'm not. Or if you, if you're an internet dater, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But you're searching for someone who has the same religious outlook. Because you, you what you see is what you get. Ravely Lopian, who's a great rabbi, would say you have to marry religiously somewhere near you, a little less, a little more. I always tell the girls. I always tell the guys rather marry a girl a little bit more religious than you, because he's gonna help you grow. That's key. A little, the opposite is a little bit more difficult, a little bit more challenging, but it comes down to understanding yourself, knowing what you
1: represent, knowing what your values are, and then finding someone that aligns with you there. So you you wouldn't uh, advise, somebody wants to go out with somebody, let's say uh, a, a girl that's uh, not so religious, and the guy is keeping Shabbat and, and kosher, and she's not keeping anything, for example, with regards to religion. Would you advise them to go out, uh, or would you say, okay, it's so far away, don't even bother entertaining this because it could lead you to, at the end of the day, you might like her, you might get along. What kind of advice would you give to, to such a girl? And we've had, by the way, so many of these uh, couples because everybody's on a different level and we, 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 sure. we, we accept everybody as they are. But the question is, when it comes to marriage, forging a relationship, should I invest my time and my effort in such a girl or should she invest her time or is it going to end in tears or, you know, not, not so, not, it's not going to end in a, in good, uh, good vibes.
0: My opinion would be that that's a difficult uh, path to go down because under the one roof, it may be, you know, everyone's seeing stars and look, everything's looking beautiful hunky dory in the dating world, in, in your dating relationship. But once you get married, you're going to encounter difficulties because if you have differences in the spiritual outlooks, these are going to translate into problems and conflict. Um, I I don't really see it unless, I don't advise it, unless you see that the person is showing a desire to change and to grow. For example, um, the girl could say, or the guy could say, I'm not there yet, but I have a true desire to be there. I have a fondness for Torah. I have a fondness for growth. I've gone to one or two lectures And I can see myself improving. And still, the partner should not sign on unless they see credible demonstration of attendance at shi'urim and lectures, etc. Not simply because we don't want the person who's not religious to have a miserable life either. You're not the... if, if If you're not where your partner is, you're going to be tested. And those miniature tests add up to a macrocosm of a huge problem when we're under one roof and we're trying to navigate life. Remember... Many of the great psychologists say marriage is a not-for-profit business. you got to get kids to school. you got to get them T-Shiv. And now you're going to start fighting about what schools, what, what, where do we go. I can't go to your uncle's bar, son's bar mitzvah because everyone in there is not dressed properly. It's being held in an in a egalitarian church, whatever. It may be. I see these problems all the time. And they wear their ugly heads later. You've got to have as close as possible religiously or that one of the parties that's not that observant is at least demonstrating a commitment to it or a desire to get. It. I
1: think that really just changes. I think because as as you as you're saying, the first case is to know yourself. Once you know yeah. yourself, then you know your boundaries. You know how much you can grow, and you know whether you you can see that the, your partner is really committed to say where they are going. Because otherwise, it's a fantasy world, and everybody is living in a fantasy world. And for the first few weeks, it's great. First few months, but then unfortunately they they come back and say why didn't it work i didn't i didn't and you say well didn't you realize this in the beginning well you know it's something that could have been flagged up much earlier and it could have caused less distress do, do you think just on the side you know people unfortunately are going out quite a quite a lot you get some people that get that go out and suddenly they hit it you know it's amazing they have seattle ishmael gods with them and they they get married it's fantastic and unfortunately you have a lot of people that are in and out, and going on so many dates, and they say to you, "Okay, Rabbi, I know myself, but I'm just not finding the right one." Do you have any words of encouragement or uh, advice to to unfortunately, so many people that are out there watching uh, that are in that kind of situation?
0: I actually last week I gave a class on a four case studies of older girls who all got married after their thirty; all dating ten, eleven, and twelve years. Um, You've got to be a out there. You've got to take breaks once in a while if you experience burnout, but you have to stay true to your to your nonnegotiables, which is whatever is important to you. Whether he ha- he or she he has a Rebbe or she is uh, she's uh, talented or she can be a balabusta, a homemaker, etc. You have to have a great network of inspiring, positive people. You've got to be listening to classes that inspire you and be surrounded by rabbis or mentors or friends that are positive. And you've got to know that there's a God out there who loves you. And I'll give you a beautiful example of something that I, I gave a Torah last week that let's say you're doing everything that you can. Shalom Rabashkin was the person who was in jail eight years because he was accused of these crimes in America. He tells something fascinating. You know, Dagan Melch writes, Hashem cast, cast your burden onto Hashem and he will carry He'll sustain you. It was the sixth day of Hanukkah. And he gets a letter from the Federal United States Appeals Court that his last effort was exhausted and he was rejected. And now after spending eight years in jail, he was looking at spending another 18 years in jail. And he said, wow, now I had to work on, my, on, my, on, on myself not to get crushed. And I remembered my Rebbe, he says, the Lababach Rebbe, he said, what's the root of the word that Hashem will support you? The three letters of Islamic are Kali. Is says, what do we do? When we go to work, we are going to work to provide a vessel. Hashem says, I'll help you, but you have to, do, you have to provide a vessel. That, that vessel is your effort, okay? So he says, if we go to work, our work is the effort. If you go to a doctor, the doctor is the Kali. That's the effort. But what happens if you feel you did it all, and now your efforts are stymied, and you're not getting what you want? Then you turn to Hashem and say, Hashem, you know what? He says, now you ramp up your, your trust in God. And he says, God, I did my best. I can't, I can't do any more. Now you provide the clean. So we turn to God and we say, you know what? Hashem, we need you. You provide the vessel. I'm doing everything that I can. You can't give up. You certainly can't because you know you have to make an effort to get married. And you do your best. You stay positive. You surround yourself with positive people. You uh, make sure that none of your requirements are ridiculous or silly. Make sure that you run them by someone else whether a Rav or a dating mentor to see that maybe you're rejecting for the wrong reason, or you're being overly sensitive or overly picky on issues. I'll give you an example. I was dealing with a girl yesterday who's 40 years old who got set up with someone and he wasn't so right. right? I got him on the phone and I said, you know, let's try this again. He says, okay, I'd be happy to. So we set up a date and her father's in the hospital. She canceled the date. and, And then I said to her, five days later, I told him, after I told him she can't do the date on video, I, I said to him because her father's in the hospital. So he sends me a text. How's her father doing? So I, said to her, I, I sent her a text yesterday. You know what? I said, Sophie, you know, Joseph asks, how's your father doing? The nerve of him. He's a total stranger. Where does he get the right to ask about my father? I said, I think he went overboard. Aren't you getting a little dramatic? He cares. But, and, and then I said to her, I said, I <laughs> not the problem is you're too fussy with too, too, so many little things. And this is what's turning people away. So ensure that you're reflecting yourself off someone else and making sure that you're objectively where
1: you should be. Uh, I think that's that, that's uh, beautiful. So w- w- what's the difference between uh, when you're going out, needs and wants? Is there a way ah, of learning the difference between needs? Sure. And wants? A want is the Mercedes Benz. Is the second condo in
0: Yerushalayim, a third condo in Miami Beach, tall, dark, handsome, rich. Those are not things that you need to be happily married with. A need is a quality in Amida. It's a kind, for example. A person has a, a joie de vivre, a zest for life. A need is someone who's patient, someone who's tolerant, someone who's loving, nurturing, someone who's emotionally available and stable, someone who believes in family, wants to have children, someone who has a mentor, Someone who's, um, for example, um, like uh, kind, considerate, warm, respectful, loyal. Those are bonafide needs. Wants are what the Western culture has imputed us with, that are just gashiest more, you know? And they just confuse you, and they make you totally misdirected. And you're off course. I'll give you an example. I have a lady from a pretty prominent community in New Jersey. She just wants social status. Every time she gets on the phone, I want social status. Make sure I'm in a certain social status. Or I had a lady call me from Antwerp two weeks ago. He's got to be rich. Nothing else will do. And the guy I set her up with was wealthy. But then after the first date on video, he's in Muncie. He goes, she's just looking for a bank account. That's what
1: happens when wants precedes needs. New uh, so so w- when it comes to going out, you've got to look into the character of the person that's there and yes. if you had to hone in on one mida one character, you're going out with somebody uh, listen, everybody thinks they're a king and a queen, and we i I know I know who I need to go out with and 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 unfortunately, time tells that we we're all uh, amateurs and we need to we need mentors like yourself, but what kind of character, from I, I, you know, I, I, a guy likes how she looks, what kind of character should I be looking at in a girl? If a guy is going out with a girl, what kind of character should they be looking at? Is there one?
0: Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, What's the key? Fear of God.
1: Someone who believes
0: in God, even if they're not observant. Fear of God. I was talking to a girl in California last night. Was from Israel, that lives in California, the father is a software engineer from Technion. She wears her, her sleeveless clothing, but this girl has irat shamayim. She has values. She has quali- I could see her with a shetel on and wearing bitzni'ut in two years without a problem. I look for someone who has fear of Hashem. Because then that, with that, you can build anything. That's your pivot to building a great person and building a great relationship. Someone who has, who has God in their life, even if they're not practicing. But you can see that there's a fear of God, there's a desire to do good, there's a desire to improve themselves, there's a desire to connect to our great traditions, our tra- great Torah. I think uh, that
1: that's a, that's a beautiful Yirat Hashem, Reshit Chochma, Yirat Hashem. It says right the first yeah. beginning of the Chochma yeah. is is to be God fearing, and also yeah. I, I think that's obviously between us and, and Hashem uh, on, on a on a interpersonal relationships obviously we see that idea of eliezer testing grifka on the hesed on the on the kindness you know it's a big thing in america that uh, when a guy goes out with a girl so the guy always opens the door of the car is that right
0: yes i tell them to i hope they do it
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a bit less so in england we're a bit more formal but uh it depends who you're going at if I know of cases in America where the girl's like waiting for the guy to open the door. And it's because it's the social norm. If he doesn't open the door for her, that's it. That's the end of the day. She's not going to see him again. Okay. But when you fast forward into a relationship three years down the line or two years, how many how many people do you know that open the door for their wives? Less,
0: for sure. <laughs> but the idea is to continue to maintain a um it's a work in progress. Marriage, if you don't work on it, it com- it comes apart. And your job is to try to maintain the beauty of your dating courtship and the the sensitivity you had then to the current to your current life. What you put out, what you take out is what you put in. But I want to make another point too. We said that we came up with a spiritual point, which was you're you're at a But if there was another point that I would look for would be the very storage of the word ahaba, which is love, which is have, which is to give. I'll give you an example. I get a phone call from a pharmacy magnate in Israel. Who was he's a uh, Orsameach graduate. He's now in his 50s, and he was in uh, Yachikala, spending the week in in Israel learning for the summer. He calls me up because my son is 21 years old. He's in Lakewood, where I happen to be right now, and he was studying here by Rabbi Stein's yeshiva. So I met him. His name is Yehuda, and he's 21. I'm pretty young. So I said to him, Yehuda, why do you want to get married? And and listen to his answer, Rabbi Tal. Rabbi Cohen, I was born to give. I said, you're ready. That's it. If you're a giver, that's the greatest me that you should be looking for in terms of
1: physical me giving. Unconditional. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah, ha- ha- Hashem created the whole world based on giving. You know, we, we start even the, the Torah begins with Chesed, with God creating man. And, and oh. actually, he, from man, he creates obviously woman with the idea that, you know, everything else was created, uh, according to the rabbis, too, you know, female and male. But Adam other was created only Adam. And then from Adam comes Chava, in order to teach that we need to give. Society can only last if we're going to give to each other. And I think what you said is beautiful. And then the end of the Torah, obviously, is all chesed, as, the, as our rabbis tell us, when Hashem actually buries Kaviachol as if Moshe Rabbeinu. So, I... Uh, uh, When it comes to to these relationships and a person wants to get engaged, when do they know it's the time to finally pose the question?
0: Good question. There's a very simple formula called the pair test P A I R. I'll take you through it. P is physical attraction. Now, physical attraction doesn't mean you have to see stars, but you have to be attracted to the individual. That's a must. I say to them that's non negotiable. They don't have to be. The, the most perfect person, but to you, you're physically attracted, And that could take anywhere up to five, six, or seven dates. Sometimes people have a hard time deepening that. So I tell them if you were to expand your, your repertoire of questions, which allows you to get to know the individual better, you'll have a better physical attraction. Physical attraction grows when you know there's other person. So P is, is physical attraction. A is admiration. Do you admire him or her? Uh, there are There qualities about that individual that you see in them that you didn't see in any other person that you dated. Because you need to admire the individual that you're going to consider spending the rest of your life with. What does acceptance mean? Acceptance is you can accept some of their chisronis or deficiencies. No one is perfect. Not, none of us are perfect. He may have a medical condition. He may have an issue with his family. He may have a brother that's off the derrick or a sister that's uh, on drugs or whatever. Or something going on there. Can you live with that? Can you accept that? So now we've dealt with acceptance, and now we've dealt with admiration. I, it's called uh, emotional intimacy. Can I speak to that person and share my, my, my private moments with them? Can I expose my vulnerability? Can I solutionize with that individual? Do I look forward to being with them? Do I want that person to be calling me, and I'm looking forward to seeing their phone number come up on the dial on the cell phone? Am I, am I connecting with an individual? Are we speaking heart-to-heart heart now? Are we flowing in our conversation? That's the key. Am I looking forward to being with them? Am I doing nice things to them? For example, I dealt with a Hasidic woman yesterday who's divorced. I mean, Hasidic, bulletproof stockings, the works from Belz, right? And she's going out on a third date with a, a Hasidic man from, she's Barapak, he's from Muncie, and I said to her, she, it's her third date, I said to her, do you like him? Yes. Can I, she said to me, what, what would you recommend? I said, I don't know if it works by your community, but I'd bake him cookies. She said, I want to do that. I, I, I was going to ask you if I could do that. I said, I didn't want to suggest it because I thought maybe in your community it's not done. She said, I'm doing it. So that's emotional. Now, I want to do that for him. I want to get connected I want to get to know him more. I want to show him that I care about him. And lastly, R, respect. There's no place ever for an individual treating or mistreating his significant other with disrespect. I've had three girls come to me in the last six months that broke off engagements because the guy showed his true colors after engagement. In one case, he was sitting, the guy was sitting at their table for a Shabbat meal and he wouldn't allow the girl to talk to her mother. He was trying to dominate and rule her. In another case, the girl was, uh, Hamish, the girl who got engaged and uh, she went to the boy's house for Shabbos and he had a brother who was autistic. He kept making fun of him and shutting him up and not letting him speak and making fun of him. She saw the true sign. In another case, the girl got, got, uh, had a broken engagement. Where they were trying to take pictures at a restaurant. He was shoving her brothers and sisters out of the picture. So this, when they saw a breach in Derek Eretz, it's over. It's over. There's no excusing that kind of thing. So it's Pair. P-A-I-R, physical attraction, acceptance, admiration. I is emotional intimacy and R is respect. I
1: think that's 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 beautiful. What what are, do you have any other advice for all our viewers um, that are watching at the moment? You know, anything about the current situation or anything that, that can give them that golden advice that you've come across? And we'll finish with this kind of question. What is the, is there any other, I mean, we've covered quite a lot to, this evening and a really, really great amount of information for us to internalize. What is any golden other advice that you can give to the people out there that can enhance their relationships?
0: Be open-minded, especially when you're selecting. Whether it's age, whether it's background, whether it's culture, whether it's a problem in the, in, the, in, the, in the other person's family, whatever. Expand your boundaries. It doesn't have to be your narrow-minded vision of what you think you need. You'll never know what you need. I never expected, my father told me when I was growing up in New York that he wanted a girl Strictly from the Syrian community, because that's where I grew up. I ended up marrying an Iraqi girl from Amagana. I'm the happiest person in the world, against his wishes. And I'm the happiest person. She was a balat shuva who was really inspired to go after her and really reclaim her roots. And she changed my entire in house. And then I never dreamed that would go that way. I thought I'd marry a cookie-cutter type person from my community, from my synagogue, even from my minyan. We had a young adult minyan in Charit which is a famous synagogue. I'd say to people out there, stop being so narrowly focused on what you think you need. Expand your parameters, expand your horizons. So what could be someone seven or eight years younger than you, three or four years older than you. Could be someone that she may have he or she may have golden values, a great a great personality, may be kind of considerate. Look for someone who has chesed. That's a big one by me. Someone who loves to help others that means that they're going to be kind of considerate and warm. Someone who's affectionate, someone who nurtures. That's the key. Someone who cares about you and wants to see someone who, and I'll close with this, someone who will help you become the best you. Someone who will motivate you to use all of the the qualities and potential that God gave you and maximize them all and actualize them. That's what I would want. So that when you leave this world, uh, after 120 years, my Rebbe de Miller would say, after you leave this world 120 years, life is a theatrical production. You are here to perform. To do something for Hashem, there'll be one, one personality, Robert Vigdemel will tell us in the audience, clapping, and that's going to be Hashem, God saying, My dear young, my dear young Gingela, my dear, my, my, my son, my daughter, you did a great job. I'm so proud of you. So do a great job. Find someone who will help
1: you become the best you and carry out your role and purpose in this world. Incredible, incredible words. Uh, Rabbi Dr. Jack Cohen, it's uh, really a pre- pleasure. Uh, For anybody that would like to uh, continue or get in touch, uh, you run an amazing website, uh, drjackdating.com, and uh, you're always on uh, Torahanytime.com. A lot of people have been uh, speaking about the amazing words that you say over there. I really appreciate your time uh, with us, and we ask you, as we ask uh, our speakers every week, to give us over here to end with a beautiful bracha. A blessing that you can give to us here in London, to town, to to ourselves that we can uh, we can we can uh, benefit from.
0: Well, I'm a kohen, and so are you. So I'm going to start with the traditional words of the kohen, and and that is like i oh, actually I'll tell you last week's last week's tirachah was about Perchat Kohani. and it's very interesting. It says Yibar Hashem Hashem bless you, and then you see an actual example and keep you right? Ya'ir Hashem panav Belecha Hashem should illuminate your countenance, right? And give you grace. Ya'ir Belecha should place His countenance on you and give you peace. So our rabbis ask the question, why is that formula structured that way? First you give me a bracha and then you give me an actual example and the answer is like this. If the bracha, if the person is not, if the bracha doesn't come to be, it's not worth it. Not only do we want Hashem to give us the bracha, we want money, but we want the money to be used for a good reason. Many people have money and lose it or end up not enjoying it. We want health, but we want the health to be with no aggravation and no suffering and no illness. And we want Hashem's countenance because we want peace. So my bracha to you is that Hashem should grant the entire community of the UK, England, blessings, but blessings that endure, the blessings that are put to use Blessings that only grant you harmony and happiness and joy so that you should have material and spiritual abundance to you and to all of your listeners and to all of your followers. And again, it's my pleasure to be here. And by the way, I just want to add, I'm easy, more easily reached on WhatsApp. So they can contact me at 305-206-1916. Again, 305-206-1916, and I'll be happy to help them. But that's my bracha to you. They not only should God should give
1: the bracha, but it should be for good. Amen. 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 We really appreciate it. Thank you for joining us and Hashem right. should grant you always health and happiness to go along the right direction and to continue help Jewish people build futures. Thank you so much. for It's it an honor to be with you, Rabbi From One go ahead to
0: another.
1: From one Mitzri to another, from one Chalabi to another, from one Jew to another and from one human to another. Wishing you a wonderful, wonderful day ahead. Thank you, Rabbi. I hope to visit soon. And I'll speak for you live. I'd love to do that. We're looking forward to welcoming you to the new Tel Center, which will, please God, be coming along very, very soon. It's going to be a beacon for the community. And Bezerot Hashem, we can... Make sure you notice notice me because I feel like I'm family with you and I'm there to help you in any way you want. Any way you want. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bless. Thank you, everyone, for joining.